It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we got our No Way Home tickets. At least I did. I don't know if you yes. did, Mike. <laughs> some uh, some uh, earlier show times than others, we'll say. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Spider-Verse surprises us with his first teaser this weekend. Yes. Spider-Verse made it through all of my uh, uh, Twitter uh, muted words. Because oh, well, that's the one thing I didn't mute was Spider-Verse. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, lucky, lucky you. Uh, tis the season for video games, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. uh, what that means and more. Tis the season, just indeed in general. Uh, I keep forgetting that uh, last week uh, it wasn't December yet when we recorded the podcast. We were post Thanksgiving, which mm-hmm. is kind of the uh, unofficial—I don't even know if official start of kind of like the the holidays here in uh, North America. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, I'll, I'll allow it. Uh, yeah, Scrooge, but now the Scrooge we're Scrooge. I am. I'll allow it. <laughs> but now we're fully in December. Uh, Los Angeles is finally encountering uh, a season. Uh, so it's like finally dip below like 70 degrees. We nice. turned our heat on for the yeah. first time. Wow. Uh, and obviously it's getting uh, darker earlier. And I, I'm also seeing like crazy weather patterns. Like this is like, w- this is kind of like a, a first world problem. But like here in Southern California, you don't have to watch the weather really too often at all. You just kind of like whip open an app for two seconds and you close it. And you don't look at it again for another week. But I happen to be tuned into some sort of like weather uh, programming. And I saw that they're supposed to be like crazy weather happening like all over uh this side of like the hemisphere right i think like supposed to be like snow like in hawaii or something and then it's like gonna be like like the the midwest is gonna be like hit with like a band of weather over the next couple days it's about to get crazy yeah it's been really really nice out like um I attempted to hang lights on my house for the first time uh, this year. Uh, I, I sent a photo to you. They are very haphazardly hung on there. Like I am, <laughs> I am not proud of how it looks, but I'm also proud. Like, yeah, I did this without like raging and throwing the ladder and falling off a ladder. So <laughs> I, I feel feel pretty good about that. But like, you know, I was looking at the weather. Like today it rained. Tomorrow it's rainy. And then literally, like, it's like 68, 70. Very nice weather here for the Midwest. But then literally Tuesday the high is 35. Uh, so it is it is drastically changing here. Like I know we're used to that here. You're from this part of the country. You're you're used to it, like getting mm-hmm. all four seasons in a day. Uh, so it's just it's just really funny to uh, you know to everyone's kind of going through it right now. So uh, uh, December December is upon us, and you know with that uh, is uh, the holiday season. Mike, I've already been to two Christmas parties. Like that's <laughs> people are making up for not having them last year already. They're like let's. Let's go ahead and bang these out every week uh, until the, the end yeah. of this year. And I'm not, I'm not yeah, about that life, to be honest. <laughs> there's one that we we're invited to that will probably hit up right after we're done uh, recording uh-huh. the podcast tonight. That's like a hybrid, like holiday birthday type of thing. Because believe uh-huh. it or not, people still have birthdays in the month of December, what? which is uh, uh, un- unfortunate, especially if you're a little too close to the holidays. Because then you start to get, uh, you start to get doubled up on gifts, which is just like I know you're cheaping out. Yeah. I would normally get more gifts if I was slid into a different portion of the year uh but yeah i got i went to uh, universal studios this weekend and um 
I wore my uh, Deadpool quote unquote ugly Christmas sweater, oh, very and nice. um, which was great because you don't often get uh, sweater weather uh, out here. So it was great sweater sweater weather, and I actually had a couple people come up to to me, compliment my sweater, and then ask me like where it was from because they wanted to get one. And uh, yeah, I, it's great, great gift from the wife. The uh, uh, <laughs> one couple came up and asked like, "Oh, we love your Christopher. Where where'd you get it?" And I looked over at my wife and I was like, "Wait, didn't you get this for me?" She's just like, "Yeah, I, th- I think so. We had both forgotten where it came <laughs> from." So I was like, "Well, wait a minute. I just put this on a couple hours ago. I swear, I thought I saw a brand on the back of it. So like, these people are staring at me. My wife is like pulling." down my sweater trying to look at the neck of it uh i guess it was from a company called like we love fine f-i-n-e so i don't, yeah, I don't know it, exactly it, what's there I, I believe that's box lunch oh is it okay it, yeah it i think that, that that makes sense so nice little deadpool uh, outing with my uh with my uh holiday gear at at universal studios got some hot butter beer which is great when it, there's a little bit of a chill out um i don't even know technically how chilly it ever gets uh over at universals in florida so the only place maybe to get a nice hot butter beer where the temperature gets cold enough to really let it sink in might be southern california surprisingly Mm -hmm. but it was a great weekend but also uh like all theme parks do to you i am absolutely exhausted especially because I'm not a young whippersnapper anymore, Chris. So uh, I was just waiting to get home to sit down on the couch to watch the Spider-Verse trailer yeah. that uh, that dropped while I was at the park, but I was not going to let myself watch it on my phone. I was patient. I watched it on my big old TV. There you go. That's, that's it because we were – there have been teases throughout yesterday, and I was like maybe it's on Good Morning America or whatever uh, – today's show on monday and then they're like literally 8 30 on a sunday they drop a trailer i was like this is really weird and then you messaged me at like 1 30 my time like i'm gonna watch it when i get home and i'm like when i woke up i'm like there i hope we watch this because this is very <laughs> um but yeah i i'm actually wearing um right now i have a i'm a big fan of christmas vacation and uh uh-huh. I have my uh, griswold family christmas that literally has him in the hockey mask the the adjacent mask that says bend over and i'll yeah. show you <laughs> yeah, we actually have an we have an ornament uh, in our uh, Christmas tree that where you hit a button and it plays that audio clip and it's Clark Griswold in that mask. It's great. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's a good time. It's, I I I love bringing that out uh, in the holidays. I love I, I'm the, I'm a Grinch person as well. I have uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas on vinyl record so I could listen to it. It's I, I'm not as Scroogey as I act. It's just one of those things. Like I don't like. I'm not one of those people who wants to celebrate it like the day after Halloween kind of thing. Like, I gotta, yeah, I can. Sort of. I can recommend. Uh, it's definitely for adults only, and you have to be in the mood okay. for kind of really crass sense of humor. But the uh, adult animated show Big Mouth on Netflix. Uh, this most recent season had a uh, holiday Christmas special that was actually really really good. It was full of like. Uh, a few vignettes and uh, some of them had different art styles there was like a stop motion there was a puppet one there was one that kind of looked like very graphical comic booky you know maybe slightly anime uh but it was actually really really funny so if you're a fan of a uh, uh, big mouth uh, go check out that holiday special in the newest season don't show it to your kids there's lots of phallic imagery direct oh. phallic imagery of some mythological uh christmas characters if you're if you're picking up on what i'm saying so uh yeah, yeah keep your kids uh, away from that all right well we'll we'll do that uh i'm gonna i'm gonna jump ahead to my week my week is kind of booked um it, it for the past 20 years uh probably a little less i have 
you know, absolutely been enthralled by the video game series Halo. Uh, the <laughs> the books, the comics, the artwork, the games of all kinds. And it's just it's just one of those things that like you know, I grew up uh, in a very rural area where we didn't have high speed internet until after like mid, like almost late two thousands, like almost twenty ten. Uh, so growing up, we had, uh, Xboxes and LAN parties. Mike, I'm sure you're familiar with the old <laughs> LAN party. Yeah. I, I feel like the vibe I get from you, Chris, is you're like two free hours away in your day from like editing the Halo Wikipedia page. Yeah. Like if you just had a little bit more free time, you would be up in there, like correcting the other nerds that yeah, you oh, are yeah. very much in this world. I, it, it is, it is something I just, I just love. There's, um, some books they wrote in, in like 2003, that uh, kind of tie in. It makes it really good. It expands the world quite a bit. It's it's really good science fiction. And, uh, and again, we talked the other day about the Halo Infinite multiplayer coming out early. Well, finally, the campaign will be out on Wednesday for everybody to play. And uh, follow up by next Saturday, uh, I will be um, going to my brother-in-laws, who actually I grew up with, to play literally Halo Infinite on a LAN party pretty much all of Saturday, like day and night. So... Uh, I'm very, very excited for this. Um, I took off work for three days to play it. Like that's how <laughs> like excited I am to get through this and, and, and learn the story and, and the secrets and see kind of what's going on. Because I, I've, I, again, like any good movie, Mike, we try to go in as blind as we can, right? Like we don't mm-hmm. want to ruin all the surprises. So uh, keeping this close to the chest. Um, so I'll be playing that. That does work on both Xbox One and 360s, PC, and that cloud service you have, Mike. Um if you mm-hmm. want to give that another try on the campaign rather than the multiplayer, uh, that will be available to you on Wednesday as well. Uh, mm. But what, what the, I also the other part of this time of year is every December is the video game awards. Are you familiar with the video game awards? Yes, I ha- I am. So uh, this Thursday is the video game awards. Like literally, it's Halo than that. And you know, the video game awards is a lot like I think it's better than E3 because E3 is like kind of like. You know, it's it, it, sometimes it's good. Sometimes, like, past years has been, like, recorded stuff. So Video Game Awards is a great opportunity. Like, they have a really good host. They have a bunch of guests. They come in, and they, they, they'll, they'll do the awards, and then they'll, like, actually reveal stuff about video games, upcoming stuff, things like that. And I know there's – I've seen some rumors of some stuff coming up, uh, maybe at Video Game Awards, possibly tomorrow. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, but uh, Video Game Awards are on Thursday, and it's just something fun to tune into online, like, through YouTube or Twitch or whatever, wherever you stream your videos and uh, kind of see what's winning. Cause I'm, I'm interested to see, um, you know, it's kind of been a dry year for video games, right? Like we've had a couple, couple here, and there, but a lot of delays. So I'm excited to kind of see what's going on and what announcements are going to have, what drops are they going to give us? Because uh, you know, everybody knows us. We love our good. We love our surprise announcements, right? Like don't, don't, uh, don't tell us just, just show us the announcement. Let's, let's go. So uh, I'm going to be tuning in that Thursday. So I, that's a, uh, that's my week right there. I'm so, I'm just so stoked for Halo Infinite. I got to get through the show, Mike, because I'm like I got to focus on what we're talking about here, and not that because that's, <laughs> this is gonna be so fun. But um, unless you got anything else, we can jump right in to the to the notes no, today. I, I mean, the only thing I'm looking forward to is a uh, Call of Duty Warzone new yeah. map finally dropping this week. So my, the little video game boy inside of me will be uh, will be enjoying that this week. Oh yeah, but, yes, uh, and we we got <laughs> something similar that in the show notes down here, and it actually ties to what we, we we're talking about. So. Uh, video yeah. games are, are big this, this week. It's that, it's that time. Everybody has video games for Christmas, right? Like, you know, uh, that's, that's what it's all about. So let's jump into our first topic of the day, Batman, the animated series. And you might be wondering why are we bringing this up here? This is, this show has been off the air for years. 
Why would it show up now? Well, apparently this universe will continue as a new audio drama series with the original voice cast returning. <laughs> Um, this Marvel has been huge in those audio podcasts lately, um, like Old Man uh-huh. Logan, Old Man Hawkeye, Old Man Star Lord. I think uh, was it the Black Widow? It's not Old Man Widow because she's a woman, but you know what I'm talking there's, about. Th- there's a Thor one as well. Yeah, they're yep. really kind of fleshing out the audio side yeah. of things. So Batman the Animated Series looks to be taking up and actually bringing in the original voice cast, including um, I can't think of the Batman's voice off the top of my head. Uh, Kevin I, Conroy. Yeah, Kevin. I would say Kevin. Uh, I, was, I was like, not Kevin Costner, not Kevin Richardson. Kevin McAllister. You're Kevin just getting McAllister. confused because of uh, Home Alone time of year. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It is that time of year. So, yes. So, uh, they'll be back. Also, the guy, the people who talked about with him and the Riddler specifically, um, the Riddler will focus a lot on this upcoming series. Mm-hmm. And then also they've announced that Danny Elfman will write a new theme for this show. Uh, mm. I know that, um, was it uh, not Tim Burton, the um, Paul, is it Paul Dini uh, and the other guy who did the original one are actually creating a new series for HBO max. That's not in this, but like kind of still that like, you know, very dark and Gothic Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like this, this is kind of interesting take on, on how they've, they've decided to continue franchises. People love, I know doctor who does this as well. Mike, is this something you probably tune yeah, into? I mean, or? I never just in general, when it comes to kind of every big IP or pop culture that we talk about on this show, I just never know how serious to take any of the audio dramas or, you know, podcasts or whatever you want to call them, because I did listen to the first season of uh, the Wolverine podcast and I enjoyed it. And I'm sure that there's definitely entertainment value to take out of all of these, but I I don't really know if they go anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, how popular would one of these stories have to be, you know, to be adapted into something like visual, you know, whether it's a cartoon or even a movie or a series, you know, I wonder if any, if there's any, like, if there's any idea from any of the producers behind this of just like, oh, well, let's see if any of these like pop off and then maybe we'll adapt it. But uh, my guess is that there's a lot of venture capital out there when it comes to uh, podca- podcasting or audio companies. And just like any other kind of like, you know, entertainment startup, you need content, you need uh, and you need identifiable content. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's not necessarily Warner Brothers or even Marvel that want to make these things. But it could be like these audio like startups mm-hmm. reaching out to them and be like, we want your stuff on our platform. You know, we'll give you money because we're trying to get users. So I guess I'm kind of in that zone of just like, yeah, you know, if you're enjoying it, that's great. But I just don't know with all of like the uh, competition out there for your ears and your eyeballs uh you know who has the time to listen to all of these things which is weird because like they could be great and it could be like an amazing audio uh just delight but it's like i'm i don't have the time to listen to a batman audio drama even if it's like amazing so i guess i'm just keeping my eyes open and just if anybody on the internet really starts talking about one of these particularly oh you gotta watch you gotta listen to this you can't miss it this is great this is the best story for this character i've heard in a while you know, once I hear something like that, maybe I'll hop into one of these. Well, I think to me is I don't know how long these are, uh, if I was going to be completely honest with you. And I actually am pulling up literally um, Old Man uh, or Wastelanders Hawkeye or whatever it is over here just to see mm-hmm. how long these episodes are. Because, I mean, are they like 10 minutes? Are they 20 minutes? Are they long? The I mean, the, like, the, Wolf- the Wolverine one was like at least like 40 minutes to an hour per episode, I think. Yeah, these are these are 31, 33, and I, 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 that includes you know, intros and credits, so probably like, what, 25 mm-hmm. to 
or so minutes and they have 10 so yeah i would like if i was gonna do this this is gonna be one of those things where i sit down and listen to like the whole like i want them all done i don't want to wait every week like i'd rather just have them all like maybe listen to them as since i i'm one of the few people in the world who still drives to work it seems like um so like <laughs> yeah yeah i could listen to it in the car like half hours that'll get me there or back, a lot of there. uh a lot of traveling on flights this this yeah. this holiday would be a great time to, to binge something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think there's an odd, uh, opportunity when you have them all grouped together rather than you know like kind of wait for them like a podcast does. Like you know like people, thank you for listening to us. Uh, you come back next week uh, hopefully. But for that kind of stuff, I don't know what the release schedule is. I'd, I'd rather just listen to it all in a row because you know um, I'd actually rather binge audio than video. I don't, I don't that, that's a little weird, but that's kind of how. How I am uh, for that. Uh, is there anything from the animated series you'd want? Like, I would want, of course, the Joker to come back, right? Like, of course, Mark Hamill is is, is known mm-hmm. for his vocal role of this of this character. But like, um, I, I I don't know. I, I is is there anything you'd like to hear out of this? <laughs> the the first thought I had was like, what would be the worst Batman animated series character to hear only in audio format? And at first I was like, oh, Clayface, because you wouldn't be able to see any of the shapeshifting he does. But I remembered when he does shapeshift, I believe his voice also shapeshifts Changes. as well. So, you know, you could you could have fun with that. You know, that's the thing just about audio dramas or podcasts in general. You know, if you're not somebody that really has delve into any like fiction podcasts, they can be almost just as entertaining as anything visually right you know mm-hmm. you can really create like audioscapes and really kind of be pulled down into that world so i think honestly anything could be adapted into like an audio form you know yeah. also just ask any uh ask any blind person right I, you know, they're they're consuming like tons of this stuff and i'm sure they're having uh you know a great time uh, listening to that type of content yeah and and one of the things is you know as long as uh, what i've seen they give with doctor who a lot of the actors uh will come back and do like oh this adventure happened years ago kind of thing but we have the original actor back to the voice casting right like if you can get the original Mm. voice cast back i think it's it's a little more authentic than that and i just looked up ron perlman was the voice of clayface uh and oh uh, that's cool in in the animated series i was trying to see uh you know when when they announced it would come out or you know anything else but i don't really see anything else um they're coming up so uh, yeah this is interesting i i want to hear danny elfman's new theme uh see how similar it is to the old one but yeah nothing nothing beats the visuals of that old one man bat that's a character you don't want to hear on, on that. <laughs> just a bunch of screeching right just a bunch of screeching so yeah there we go moving in uh, through the dc world peacemaker the uh, series gives us uh what I, they are calling the official trailer who, who knows this is our second trailer for peacemaker uh and uh it boils down to you know they're trying to to me redeem this character from his actions in the suicide squad uh instead of shooting someone uh because it might you know hit hit children or was in front of children you know you see him have like i'm starting to second guess myself maybe I, you know i won't kill you know kids and and women and men for for peace kind of thing which is interesting um take so it looks like they're trying to make him sympathetic and um he, it, I, I'm looking forward to the scenes he has, has with his dad here because I think those seem to be the funniest. Where his, he's kind of got like a, it reminds me of like Hank Hill as his dad or like Hank Hill's dad, <laughs> uh, kind of thing. Like, yeah, he's like, you got shot. He's yeah, like, I got shot. He's like, oh, you let someone shoot you, kind of thing. It's, it seems to yeah. be very. He's like, I didn't, I didn't let them, Dad. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of good stuff here. I'm curious to see. Um, 
you know, what it's like. You know, you have somebody like James Gunn who comes right off of the Suicide Squad movie, rolls right into this. So I'm, I'm feeling the vibes are going to be very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious what the, uh, you know, how the budget and feel is going to be like, right? Because uh, if there's any, but if there's any director or creator out there who's going to kind of get not unlimited money, right? But it's going to be able to do whatever they want on the on the on a streaming channel. It's it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be gun right. So I'm curious to see what this is gonna look like. And also, is is there any longevity to it? I'm not saying it shouldn't, you know, be just uh, one season, right? But I'm curious if there's gonna be like a cliffhanger. Yeah. We're gonna see season uh-huh. two. Gun probably. I mean, who knows? Maybe he could move his schedule around if he loves it. You know, it seemed like he knocked this season out relatively quickly, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we see a, even a different showrunner on season two just because he'll be busy, you know, making Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special, maybe even rolling on to like an original project. Uh, so, yeah, I will be looking at that last episode to yeah. see where it goes next. Yeah, I'm interested. I, they, I, one of the things that I mean, we talked about his different helmets have different abilities and it looks like maybe someone's making him these helmets and we got to see a couple of them in the trailer. So I'm like. I kind of want to know what the these helmets do. Um, I kind of got the vibe. I kind of got the vibe because he was looking at different helmets on almost kind of like pedestals that maybe there's like a I don't know a quote unquote like peacemaker like project and maybe there's other kind of like peacemaker esque like soldiers out there and they get different style helmets and he like busts in he's like no this is my helmet now you know. Who knows? We will find out. Yeah, we'll find out. I, I, John Cena again, charismatic as ever, really hamming mm-hmm. it up. Uh, I, I think he's, I think it's great uh, choice for this. It looks it looks fun. It looks uh it looks pretty solid. I'm excited to kind of kind of see it and, and what what's happening with it. Uh, they have the um, his little what's his sidekick's name, whatever that was. Uh, who's the comedic relief? Uh, Vigilante. Like. Vigilante, yeah. Who's like kind of sounds like Deadpool in the other trailer. So. Um, I don't think we got a lot of details here, but I'm, I'm excited to kind of see where it goes. So um, that's coming out January 13th. So right after the new year, rolling right into a Peacemaker uh, TV show on HBO Max. But before- yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be. I was just going to say we'll be a couple episodes into the the Boba Fett show. Uh, yeah. by the time this rolls out. So it's going to be a busy January for us. Yeah, it is. But before we get there, we actually got to go through Matrix Monday. Did you know tomorrow was <laughs> Matrix Monday? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That wait, holiday wait, we celebrate every it, year. Are you telling me it's not uh, Spider Monday every no, Monday week. until that the was, next Spider-Man movie nope, comes out? <laughs> that was last week, okay? Gotta get, every gotta IP, Mondays. there's... What, there's like uh, 52 Mondays in a year, roughly, right? Depending oh. on how the calendar moves out. So uh, there, is there enough IP to tack onto every Monday? Is it When's Batman Monday? Is that going to be like in yeah. February? Well, yeah. Morbius <laughs> Monday? At least that, there's some alliteration there, yeah, right? That'll, that'll probably happen pretty soon, knowing Sony. I'm thinking <laughs> we got a Kingsman Monday coming up. Uh, you know, that movie's around the corner next year. Marvel Marvel Monday every, every day, so... Uh, but mm-hmm. Matrix Monday is tomorrow, apparently. So we're going to get a new trailer for the Matrix Resurrections. Uh, tickets will go on sale for the movie. However, this is also for free with your HBO Max uh, subscription for the first 30 days. And then there's mm-hmm. they said other announcements. Now, there has been rumors slash kind of hinted leaks at a new Matrix video game coming out. Uh, oh, that would be interesting. So I would imagine there had been Matrix video games in the past, but... Yes, yes, they, there have been they would, ha- they would have to just kind of be, like, tied into, like, the movie, right? Almost, like, kind of, like, movie video game synergy, right? Yeah, Not exactly. just, like, made from the IP. Yes, so... Well, yeah, exactly. So um, the Matrix, I believe it was the Matrix... Um, 
Oh, shit. I, I just had it pull up. Enter the Matrix was a game that actually they filmed scenes for it while they were filming the uh, Matrix 2 and 3. <laughs> So, oh, uh, wow. like the center, like the synergy was really like through the roof uh, for that. And then there was a, a Matrix MMO, a Matrix Online, um, which obviously the Matrix is online, which is probably like the best way to kind of do it. And like even in that one, like the Morpheus, uh, what I about said Morbius because of you, uh, Morpheus is actually killed <laughs> in that game, like story mode, and all of that was canon. They're like everything that happens in these video games is canonical. So some people are looking for answers for that in the upcoming movie as well however um i believe on playstation 5 there is the matrix awakens an unreal engine 5 experience coming out possibly this week um so it's not like the path of neo game or or the other ones probably but it sounds like it's going to be very very kind of full like a full experience that ties into the to the upcoming movie um which I'm, i'm very excited to kind of kind of check out if they're you know, if they're not making a full game, at least an experience will have a lot of good graphics. If they make a new, if they're like, okay, this is a setup for a game announcement at the video game awards, like count me in. Like this is this is a perfect <laughs> kind of way to do it. Yeah, I feel like I have no idea what to expect uh, from this trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe some answers, right? Because yeah. like we stated before on the podcast, I don't think we're particularly Matrix nerds, but we were definitely alive and going to the movies, mm-hmm. right? When the the movies came out, but you know, I I just couldn't really grasp what was going on um, back then and and now there seems to be a lot of mystery kind of uh, pulled into the yeah. last trailer of like oh does Neo n- know who he is does he have amnesia what's going on here is he in another form of the matrix I mean mm-hmm. what's going on so uh, oh, I, we I, will I, find out I, but I lean the other way I am I am a matrix nerd. like I I love it I, I get it a little bit I played the games like I'm very excited for this, but like you, there are question more questions and answers. Like, why bring this back 20 years later? Like, <laughs> it, it makes it makes no sense, right? Technology has changed. Back then, we were like, if they had a phone, we understood like a, a what a phone booth was. No one wa- like half the the, I mean, a lot of the population was won't don't know what a phone booth is. Watching this one, so I'm like, how are they going to update the technology into this new? Matrix film is my question. You know what? I think Neo's new um, new ability is going to be turning all of his adversaries into NFTs. Mm-hmm. He just looks at them and like screenshots them, and then he sells them off to somebody else, and then he gains Ethereum. And the more Ethereum he gets, right, that's how he yeah. kind of like takes over the Matrix and turns it into like a blockchain. And then the whole movie and experience on its own gets turned into an NFT, and then there's somebody somewhere, uh, you know, just in there you know, backyard shed, like mining cryptocurrency and yeah. just downloads a little well, the, bit of the matrix here and there. Matrix coins where all my money's going, uh, right. Now. <laughs> my next I mean, I, I, we're being facetious, but I would not be surprised if there's a cryptocurrency connected to the matrix because there was like a limited edition, like NFT that was like created by the matrix team. Like, I don't know if it was the studio or whatever was behind it. And there was like people like waiting in like the digital line to like buy them. And there was like a whole fiasco where people couldn't get the transactions to go through. And then they had paid for things and didn't get anything. Uh, it just, it sounds all very, uh, agent Smith, uh, nefarious. I don't know. Maybe it was the whole part of the whole experience. One thing that will be kind of fun though, is I'll be going home over the holidays. Like, I think this drops on like the 22nd. That's like the day we fly back. And, uh, me and my brother definitely watched these movies together growing up. Uh, so it seems like we'll be able to watch this together for the first time. So that'll, that'll be a my, nice fun bonding moment. But, uh, beyond that, yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on with the matrix, yeah. Chris. I don't either. I, I want to see if they have an experience or a game. Um, but yeah, you know, I, 
everyone's like, are we going to buy tickets? I'm like, ah, I don't really have to. Um, so I probably will just watch it at home in my, my home theater. And then, uh, if I like it, maybe go back to the theater. Cause it's, this is one of the movies. This is one of the franchises. I remember watching my dad taking us to the midnight or the nine o'clock showings to watch this, like the, the two and three, because we couldn't drive ourselves at that point. So I, I do have some nostalgia for the theater experience with the matrix, but, um, I've not made up my mind yet. So we'll, we'll see on matrix Monday, how I feel at the end of it. Speaking of Morbius Monday, um, there right now, Michael Keaton is apparently adding more footage to this movie. He's out filming. Uh, no, he's actually physically in the booth, putting the footage together himself, uh, just splicing <laughs> things in from left and right that he can see probably his Birdman. uh, you know, uh, footage. No, but I'm kidding. But like, they, this movie is seven weeks out, and they're adding more footage to it. So Michael <laughs> Keaton must be like doing really good. Like he must have like been like test audiences I... must have been going left and right. Or, <laughs> or my other my other guess is something happens in Spider Man where you know the the uh, it's not the Falcon. What's his name? Vulture is is <laughs> Vulture, more yeah. vul- is more relevant. Yeah. That's that's gotta be it, right? Because as we harp on the show all the time, reshoots. Uh, always happen in movies, right? They're 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 built into the budget. They're they're built into the production schedule. All the actors sign contracts to come back and do pickup shots. It's just part of the production, whether it's uh, tumultuous or whether everything's are going just fine. But Morbius has been delayed and supposedly finished, right, for mm. a while now. And if they're going back and adding stuff in now, it can't be because like you know they're trying to like fix something with the script or retool the, it's gotta it's, it's gotta be related to spider-man right yeah my guess is like it's this is like one of those maybe they're saving to film the end credit scene so nothing got ruined sitting on a hard drive like people like hey what's on this morbius drive let me watch all the way through and put it on reddit kind of thing so my guess oh, is it's, uh, it's yeah maybe it's a last minute end credits thing because you know, we are like less than two weeks away from Spider-Man. Let's go ahead and film it now because we're going to have to answer some questions probably at press pretty soon about some stuff. Uh, so. maybe. Or, yeah, maybe maybe that's how it was written in the contract. Like, you will be available to shoot these scenes like five weeks or before Spider-Man comes out. And that date kept shifting, so that yeah. you know definition of that contract shifted. But, yeah, it really feels like it's going to be something. Is, is it... Is it correct to assume that it's going to be very similar to the end of, of Venom 2? Can we talk about the end of Venom 2, like the post credit scenes now? I feel uh, like if it, you're it, listening to this podcast, right, you've had to have checked it, it out, right? Even if not, this is like a minor spoiler, but like something you want to know before you go into Spider-Man in a week and a half, I guess. So, yeah, I'd uh, say it's fair Yes. Good. Yeah, so I mean, if, if Eddie Brock and Venom have been launched into another uh, multiverse in the end of their post credit scene, yeah. do we just assume that that's the exactly the same thing that's happening like to Morbius and, um, you know, the Vulture? I, 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 don't, I don't know, but yeah. uh, I feel like we've got to be seeing something like that. Yeah, yeah, like I think there, there could be some crossover here, um, something like that. I don't think, Spy- I don't think Morbius is going to be showing up in, um, you know, Spider-Man movies, but like, you know, could could there be a, a merging of some something? I don't know. I don't know either. But it it's it definitely leaves a lot. Of the trailer when he was in it left a lot of questions to be asked. But he was always the highlight of that trailer. Like, oh, Michael Keaton, he's a great actor. Why is he in there with Jared Leto? I don't know. So well. It is going to be really funny, though, because it seems like Michael Keaton's getting a lot more time as the Vulture. But the last time we saw him, he was kind of like. Kind of, not like buddy pals with Spider-Man, right? But he was kind of like, you know, hey, thanks for, you know, not letting me die, you know. 
you know, keeping my secret or, you know, I I don't remember exactly how it went down. But, you know, he didn't literally want to kill him at the end uh, when all things were said and done. So it'll be weird if Michael Keaton pops back up and he's like, you know, on the revenge path towards Peter Parker. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I thought they kind of squashed that a little bit. Yeah. Like he's like, you, you, you didn't let me die. You didn't do anything to my daughter. Like, you know, I'm going to keep your secret because, like, the scorpion was looking for him. Remember at the end of that. So, yeah. Uh, I would I mean, say buddy, I, I buddy, suppose- but, like, I, yeah, like I said, he has no reason to go after him at the end of the day. Yeah. He's still a criminal, though. So, who knows? Maybe he, uh, maybe he just wants to bust out of if, uh, prison, right? So, he's making some friends. If his wife and daughter possibly disown him, he could have, have it out for Spider Man. That might be, like, the only way I could see him be, like, very much against Spider Man and Peter, but mm-hmm. or yeah. actually, now that I think about it, if the you know, since Mysterio puts his secret out there into the universe, you know, the vulture really doesn't have to hold on to secrets anymore. He's That's just true. like, hey, you know, I thought I was doing a good thing, but it looks like I don't have to do it anymore, right? Yeah, I'm honestly, what if he's like maybe helping Peter more than like maybe he's like trying to keep some bad guys off his back. Um, maybe maybe just kind of like you know i now we're square now we're even i did this one yeah. thing for you so yeah. now stay out of my way while i go steal stuff with my big old talons exactly yeah what if he he could be a what if he's a surprise cameo at the end of spider-man no way home it's not the other spider-man Ooh. it's vulture and he says on your left and he swings through a portal the Doctor Strange. You know, there, at this point, there's just been so much speculation about this this No Way Home movie. Uh, who knows? It could there, there's going to be so much right and so much wrong, and I don't know which one's which right now either. But <laughs> either way, uh, shifting gears, let's talk about Marvel. Do you like? I, I'm a big fan of the Secret Invasion comic book series. Um, very much. You know, the Scrolls infiltrate Earth, uh, dealing with some of that stuff. But um, we know it's coming. We saw an, uh, an aged up Nick Fury looking pretty pissed off. You know, he's mm-hmm. sick and tired of these mother effing scrolls on his mother effing plane. Uh, and uh, he's decided to go back and hire Maria Hill, Kobe Smulders herself, to come back into the series and help him out. So I don't think this really is surprising news to me, but it's good to have it confirmed, right? Like, you know, what's she doing yeah, these days? We'll see. What, what's she doing? <laughs> yeah, we'll see her come back. I mean, we don't have a whole lot of, like, really, like, canonical shield agents to return right outside of the tv show agents of shield most of the agents were pretty disposable it was like maria hill it was uh, nick fury and then uh colson you know until he like died slash not died whatever you want to believe right so we only really got three shield agents to go off of and then yeah i know hawkeye you know technically a shield agent but like you know they're they're, you know they're avengers now they've kind of been shifted into a different category so yeah kind of got to bring maria hill back or you got to start developing other characters inside of shield at some point in time yeah well shield's kind of again done um so maybe if they're dealing with sword you know um, but yeah, I don't think Nick Fury and Marie Hill will ever go back to organized um, uh, government politics uh, if they mm. got a big space station out in space. Also, Nick Fury, what's the the one thing he always needs is people he can trust, right? So that's right. Maria can do that. Exactly. So yeah, bring her back. That's fine. She's a great actress. It's been doing a great job since she she was first in the Avengers, I believe. Um, she wasn't in Thor, right? So um, yeah. Anyway, moving along. Uh, we may have, again, this is a, a rumor, uh, you know, this is a crew shirt, so take it for what you will. Our first look at <laughs> Kang in Ant-Man and the Wasp based on a crew shirt for the stunt team. And what we have here is a, an Ant-Man helmet uh, that has been, like, literally, like, cracked open and, like, punched out on the left side. 
and a reflection of the purple suited, dark faced Kang, and his like mm-hmm. glowy. Is he glowing purple in his hands or something? I don't know. It, it looks very Kingy. So, yeah, um, it looks like uh, like is there energy maybe emanating out of Kang? Is that like lightning? What yeah. exactly going on here in this reflection? I don't know. Uh, the visualization of kind of like the iconic Kang look is going to be is going to be interesting because we we've seen Jonathan Majors right so we've yeah. seen what he looks like in his like human form right mm-hmm. he's got like normal colored like human skin looks like a human right but like you know it's technically a suit in the comic books but like yeah. you know in a comic book you know a suit can be drawn to look like skin very easily uh, also at like when he appears in the cartoon so I, I'm very curious what he's going to look like on screen uh, yeah. like visually like how is he like how is he going to be looking like is it blue or purple I, I, I can never remember it's, what it's color purple. he is it, uh, he, his suit's purple but i think he's like a dark blue um, yeah the, so the, i'm the, curious yeah yeah i just curious what's going to be making that like in my opinion he doesn't have to look like that i think just a futuristic suit on jonathan majors would look really really rad but you know the last time we saw him, I still in in my bones have that ominous feeling that like he portrayed in Loki. So that was very effective. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, I got variants out there. They are bad news, like so bad news that I'm willing to like prune all of these timelines, to, like keep them away from everybody. But now they're loose. So uh, and then imagining how dark that scene and that that kind of vibe was paired with like Paul Rudd as Ant Man, like yeah. uh, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a fun dyna- well, what, dynamic what is, for sure. Well, and and this what I was thinking about when I when I saw this, is this actually adds stakes to Ant Man. The last Ant Man, the last mm-hmm. literally had no stakes at all, right? Like they were literally chasing down um what like a like a briefcase that was like a building the whole time right like nobody i felt nobody was gonna die it was very (laughs) like low stakes i i started rewatching ant-man and the wasp a couple weeks ago i was wrapping what was i doing oh i was like wrapping fake christmas presents for our christmas card because we needed props in the background of it and i was like i need to put something on i'll put on ant-man and the wasp and like i can't even remember the MacGuffin of the movie they were i know they were trying to get his oh they're trying to get his lab back because inside of the lab the suitcase building yeah 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 that's what it was and then like the ghost or ghost was like hunting them down and i didn't really care too much about for that character so yeah stakes i agree yeah like but kang literally he who remains felt menacing kang is even worse so like this Mm -hmm. this ant-man helmet being like actually like destroyed makes me like you know people might not make it out of this movie. Uh, some of these actors, you know, may, it's always the third one. Like is Hank Pym going to be killed off? Will they kill off Michelle mm-hmm. Pfeiffer already? You know, um, I, of course I think Paul Rudd will make it. And then um, the wasp will make it, but you know, there's, there's a chance here that some people would, will not. And you know, uh, I, I'm interested to see it. So, you know, we've got some time to come out and this is definitely, I think one of what is it? This, the, one of the more surprising phase four slash five movies they announced mm-hmm. that we didn't even see coming. So mm-hmm. good, good for them. Good for them. This weekend, uh, yesterday, actually Fortnite ended their chapter two and launched their chapter three, chapter three, Fortnite chapters introduced a new map. We talked about, um, Call of Duty for dance, getting a new map, right? Uh, Fortnite mm-hmm. does this with their chapters. So with this new chapter, they, uh, kicked off a bunch of, you know, new features, new guns, new map, new every, like, it's like starting over fresh pretty much other than the fact you loot shoot and build 
And one of the um, surprising Battle Pass uh, characters is actually Spider-Man himself. Uh, and you can get him in the symbiote, regular suit, symbiote suits, and future foundation suits. But I, I was telling someone this, you know, it feels weird to have Spider-Man with a gun. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean... I- I feel like I say that every time there's like a weird, uh, like with all of the Marvel characters, right? Like Wolverine holding a gun. Like I get it, but like he has claws or like, isn't Superman in this game? Like Superman shooting a gun. Superman's got a gun. Batman's got a gun. Shang-Chi's in the game. He's got a gun. And that's just the stuff I know. Honestly, like, and I'm, it just, it's so surprising, right? Because like that just shows you how big Fortnite is as a juggernaut, right? Because you would think these IPs, these owners who own these IPs should take, should regard them like so closely and so seriously to be like, oh yeah, no, go ahead and throw them in a video game with a gun. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, I know it's like a very kind of like child whimsical game. And I think the, the conclusion would be a lot different if it was a more realistic looking game. Like yeah. we don't want to give uh, Superman an AK 47, but we'll give him like something that's chunky and shoot, shoots like laser yeah. beams and, or, you know, stuff like that. Right. And, and there's no blood. You like, you disintegrate into like digital blocks kind of thing. Like it's very, like you don't think about it cause it's not violent, but like, you know, yeah, Superman's in here, but Superman, you know, I think he's a little bit more mature. Spider-Man with the gun feels really, really out of place. And I'm like, but Chris, I, I, he swings now. He can swing through the yeah. game, and I don't know how that works. But it, it's is a, it like a power up? It, is he a, constantly swinging? No, it's not just him. There's an item, so any of your characters can swing. Uh, like it'll, it takes up an inventory slot, and you can swing with it. So, um, yeah, it's so that yes, they did add that feature swinging. Spider Man's. Uh, we actually didn't talk about Spider Man is now in Marvel Avengers as well uh, this week. So that was mm-hmm. another big Spider Man video game thing. But uh, I, it's interesting, you know. It's funny because Carnage was the main actual skin for last Battle Pass because Venom 2 was coming out. So Spider-Man coming out puts Spider-Man in this. Like, they're, like, literally all over the place, like, with this, like, quote-unquote corporate synergy. Again, to use that word that we keep using today. So Uh, what you're telling me, it's uh, it's no longer Spider Monday. It's more like Spider Quarter 4 of 2021 because we have so much Spider-Man stuff at the end of this year. Oh yes, it is. This is they've been holding on to this for how long now? I guess. I mean, probably forever. Like, because Spider-Man was originally what a year ago, wasn't it, or something like that? So I don't know. This has just been a great a great Spider December, if you will. But Fortnite again free. Um, Battle Pass costs money to get Spider-Man, but he is in there shooting up all your favorite other IPs. Uh, <laughs> You name it. Ariana Grande, she's got a gun. Why not? Give it to her. We'll, we'll see how this goes. Uh, let's jump into to Spider-Man No Way Home because last time we recorded, we were literally on the cusp of the tickets going on sale. And here I am at midnight mm-hmm. crashing all of the servers in the world trying to buy these movie tickets. Like, it went down. I was talking to you. I was bitching about it the whole time. I was so mad because <laughs> I had my seats and then it crashed and crashed and crashed and then put me back in the queue for 40 minutes. I'm like, I'm just going to go to sleep and get up. But Were I was, you using... Were you using the Fandango app to get No, your I was using AMC directly. Uh, okay, yeah, because I, I I heard some uh, mixed uh, some uh, mixed experience with it. Uh, I chatted with somebody this weekend who wanted to go to the um, 
I guess it's TCL or TLC Chinese theater, whatever it is yeah. uh, down in Hollywood. And they tried Fandango and it was like crashing, crashing, but they, they just went to the website directly and got their tickets. No problem. So yeah. this is just a PSA to everybody out there. You know, just get used to the, the bookmark, the, the website for your favorite theater, right? You know, don't go through Fandango or any of these things unless, I don't know if you got a gift card or something like that, you got no yeah. other choice. Right. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that usually helps out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was on the AMC directly. AMC again, like what's that? They're like the biggest movie theater chain, right, in America. So like it was, it, it, their whole site was down as well. But I, I went. I just woke up in the morning. Um, I put a note. Um, I should send a text to my wife to be like, hey, check seats in the morning when you wake up because she wakes up way earlier than I do, uh, for work. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like, hey, there's a couple here that aren't bad. Um, but you know, the showing's at three p.m. I'm like. Yep, that's the one. We're doing 3 p.m. on Thursdays. I'm taking off work. You're taking off work that that afternoon. We're all we're all gonna go do this. But um, so I got my 3 p.m. Thursday the IMAX screening. Now I have seen other people uh, like influencers and other big events get Wednesday night tickets uh, for the 15th for like special previews or whatever. So um, this is a PSA, not just this week but next week. Mute your keywords. Block your don't click <laughs> oh on my any God. articles. Like Chris, stay away. You saw the you saw the list I sent you because yeah. like I said before, not only do you have to list like don't not only do you have to you mute the phrase Tom Holland, you have to mute the phrase hashtag Tom, Tom Holland. So your whole muting thing gets doubled. And then there's like so many characters on here, and then you have to anticipate. Like I had to like uh, mute like Charlie Cox and Daredevil. I probably need to go back and do Kingpin because who knows? Like anything could happen. Anybody could pop up in this movie. But unfortunately, I couldn't get uh, tickets until Sunday morning, which mm-hmm. God is going to be so long to uh, to avoid spoilers. But I, I think I can manage it. I can make it happen. Uh, luckily, since I'm heavily focused on uh, one social media site at time uh i will avoid any uh spoilers that way but uh the funny thing was when yeah when when we're when we're gonna talk about uh uh, spider-verse here in a second spider-verse broke through all of my muted keywords because i didn't think to mute that one so uh it made it through so maybe i need to mute that one now i don't know (laughs) because people were using the term people were using the term spider-verse when they were talking about this live action uh no way home so We'll see how it goes. Stay tuned. Get those tickets, fellas. Yeah. Um, And and ladies. ladies. And them. Whatever. Um, I know some people at work, uh, they were talking. They're like, well, we usually go on on the Tuesday after uh, because I have kids. And I'm like, well, I'd still buy them now because there's no guarantee that first week is going to hold any seats for anybody um, going forward. Because uh, they're apparently um, the no way home. What do you say, Mike? There's no better sign that the box office is healing than, you know, literally spider-man crashing every ticket you know website in the world mm-hmm. it's breaking records it's beating in-game ticket sales in most markets uh but the biggest thing here is tom holland an england person himself he's like hello i'm tom holland uh you know in his native, <laughs> in his native uh, accent uh but uh james bond is also you know a big thing in england and this doing three times the amount of tickets as james bond did uh in england for ticket sales so that's yeah, fantastic it, for them. Yeah, I like I guess I'm getting the feeling that people were just looking for the excuse 
to finally yeah. go back to the theaters, right? I mean, and the thing is, there's been other big releases, right? We've had other Marvel movies, but I suppose the other Marvel movies were either one, a prequel, and then the other one was just new, untested IP. Untested as in, like, you know, we just hadn't seen the character on screen before yet. Yeah. Uh, so this is, like, you know, the first time I would say we're really getting back into the meat of the MCU, yeah. uh, and it's Spider-Man. Never, I guess you can never underestimate Spider-Man. I feel like my entire life... Life, I can only ever recall headlines of just any Spider-Man movie like breaking a record back either when it was Raimi or or, or now. So right. you can't uh, you can't underestimate like Marvel's probably most recognizable and profitable character. Uh, yeah, because when you talk about superheroes, right, it's always Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man. Those have got to be like the top three most yeah. recognizable characters. Exactly. My uh, my cousin, uh, her kid had a is four years old he had a birthday party we showed up for a couple minutes he had spider-man cookies and was wearing a spider-man outfit uh <laughs> spider-man <laughs> transcends children to old people across every medium everybody knows spider-man everybody um loves it i i think even if this wasn't mcu related this still has the opportunity to make a lot of money um i think this is also one of the few movies you have to see in the mcu black widow nah shang chi probably eternals nope uh, not yet. So, like, Spider Man is a movie. Oh my god! You have to watch. <laughs> I totally and... forgot about. I co- totally forgot about the Eternals. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those movies you have to see, or else it will get ruined for you, and you will be disappointed. Um, this one, mm-hmm. since it is trying to tie up literally every other Spider Man movie since two thousand two, where it's weighing a lot on its shoulders, and um, you know, Doctor Strange again being in this very very popular character, a lot going on, and. I'm, it's just people are excited to to watch spider-man he is a a beacon of hope for everybody um it's funny that you know i just looked it up here we are coming up next may will be the 20th anniversary of the first spider-man uh so uh this uh it's kind of come full circle and and, you know two two decades of of spider-man films so that's that's really really exciting so uh, if you get your tickets while you can if you can some people are selling for like what was it nine was it nine hundred dollars oh yeah yeah, more. it was a screenshot of uh, Universal City Walk out here, which is a really popular movie theater. Uh, like Spider-Man opening night tickets for like nine hundred bucks, which is insane. But yeah. uh, if you're gonna find anybody out there with enough disposable income to throw at tickets like that, it's gonna be Los Angeles. It's so LA, yeah. I wouldn't be surpri- I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of them were actually sold. Yeah. The other thing, uh, this actually probably deserves a bigger bullet point. Amy Pascal has essentially confirmed another Spider-Man trilogy in the works with, at Marvel after this, um, which pretty much says, I don't think Tom Holland will die, and I don't think he'll go to another universe after this. I think, <laughs> I think we're safe to say Tom Holland will move forward. We'll probably get Miles in a couple movies, or she's just pulling her leg, and we're all going to be you know looking stupid here in a little bit, uh, whenever you know like two weeks. <laughs> Uh, whenever we yeah. found out she's lied to us, so yeah, like we were saying the other week, uh, we haven't we we don't know a whole lot on directions of characters in the MCU kind of after their trilogy, right? You know, we were making arguments that Thor, you know, you could kind of yeah. throw out a movie if you really wanted to and say he's uh, about to like maybe conclude his trilogy on his next film. But yeah. I would think if you're going to do a whole nother trilogy with Spider-Man, whether Tom Holland is in it, the majority of, of not, you know, you got to kind of tell a different chapter of his story because at the end of the day, you know, these stories are about people and that person is Peter Parker. So, you know, would we see him traditionally like going to college, mm-hmm. you know, doing that that thing trying to he, trying to be himself he needs to be a photographer at the daily bugle 
I, I think mm-hmm. we got that is a, a core function of him, right? Like, let's lay that down a little bit. Him actually working for the Daily Beagle. Yeah. So. And it's it's so crazy, right? Because the the scale of adventures and heroic things he's done is like literally off the charts for the yeah. Spider-Man character, like at this age, right? And just to kind of like see him try to move on and like go to college does seem, you know, maybe a little not unrealistic, but they would really have to make us believe it out there in the audience. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you've gone through that much as a teenager. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe things wouldn't be normal, like, for the rest of your life. It seems like he would maybe end up being, like, a freelance, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, and maybe he wouldn't really go to college, but maybe he'd be the understudy of, like, some sort of, like, super genius somewhere. Uh, I I don't know, but, uh, yeah, they they got to tell a different chapter. They got to start a different chapter for the character. And I I agree. We want to see him swing in the city. We've talked about that. He needs to be, you know, downtown Mm -hmm. New York. But I don't think he needs to be under the influence of somebody else. I think he actually needs to break out and have his own stuff because, like, he's been under Iron Man for both of them, like under Mysterio a little bit for the second one, under Doctor Strange for this one. I need a a pure Spider-Man story where he's not relying on older characters to tell him what to do and how to do it. I mean... I mean, we'll be talking about Hawkeye here in a second, but I mean, does Young Avengers make the most sense for him, right? You know, are are they going to tell a story where, you know, there's a a youngest, a youngish person running the Young Avengers or will they they bring in more of like a a responsible adult to run them and and command them? I, I, I don't know. There could be there could be something in there for Tom. Yeah, I also want to see him make his own suit. Um, you know, we, we saw his first homemade suit, right? I want to see him make his own suit, like, with his own ideas and technology, like, you know, uh, kind of going forward and not have him, like, rely on, like, oh, Doctor Strange needs to make me a magical suit, or Tony Stark's, you know, jet has a suit maker on it kind of thing. So um, I, I do want to see him come up with his own ideas and maybe... You know, we've always seen in the video games, he's got like electric webs or like a web ball that explodes. Mm -hmm. Like, what can he do that gets a little more creative uh, going forward? Oh, man. I just. I just realized a funny kind of one-off thing that they could do in a No Way Home is uh, Tobey Maguire. He's the he's the only Spider-Man that doesn't have web shooters. Yep. They just come out of his skin. Like that's got to be a funny moment, right? Like you know, Tom or even like Andrew Garfield. Like, oh, that just comes out of you. He's yeah. Like, yeah, like you know, I don't run out. I just got to make sure I you know. I make sure I eat my three three square. Yeah, stay hydrated. Yeah, they just keep coming out. Like that could be really funny. Yeah. Oh man, if that's if that's not in the movie, that's got to be like a deleted scene or something. That's too uh, funny not to mention, right? Because that's right. the biggest difference of his character. Yeah, oh man. Yeah. All right. I imagine like they could probably do like some animated like shorts like of like the adventures of these three Spider Men like talking about mm-hmm. how they're all different and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so Spider-Man looks like he's going to have more adventures after with or Amy Pascal has literally been told by Kevin Feige lie to their faces uh, until (laughs) they believe you. Because remember, for the longest time, they were like, they did not say the title of the second Avengers movie in the first one at all. And then like, yeah, that's actually in game. We lied to you for a year. So, Mm. um, yeah, I, I could see them easily doing that. All right, let's jump into our big surprise here of the weekend. Um, not only did we get a Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse conver- confirmation of the title that we t- talked about a couple months ago, right? But that mm-hmm. is part one. This is now a multi-part film. Uh, and we did not see that coming at all. Uh, yeah, per- personally, that's pretty I wild. So this- yeah, I-, I, guess we, I guess we talk about that before we even talk about 
you know, what's in the trailer, but yeah. that makes a whole lot of sense, right? You know, animation is a big production. It's a huge pot pipeline with a lot of things going on. You know, the first one proved that you can make a quality movie. And I'm hoping since the first one has come out, you know, and won the Academy Award for Best Animated Film uh, and tons of other, like, you know, animated awards, you know, hopefully that's enough out there to get people back to see the next one, but in mm -hmm. big box office return, right? Everybody, like, literally everybody loved the first one, yep. but it just kind of did okay at the box right. office, right? So I'm it, it hoping this next one really smashes it. And then it just makes sense to keep the crew on, keep them working, get the get the third one made. Yeah, well, you know, we talked about that. That first one had legs, right? Like, after it came out, it was the at-home release that really got people to watch mm -hmm. it easier. And, and then people, I've not really heard anyone say bad thing about that film. Um, and you're right. The way that this movie looks and is animated is a very custom, unique style, right? Like, you don't want to start and stop this crew if they're already in a workflow. Go ahead and crank them out. Now, I will make one complaint here. I hate the idea of them calling it part one and part two because they literally could have just taken something out of Marvel's playbook and given them two separate names and then just released the other one really, really closely. Like, hey, this one's out here. Mm-hmm. In twelve months, our next one's here. You know, you know, Spider Man across the Spider Verse, Spider Man, um, you know, through the Spider Verse, like we talked about, kind of thing. I don't know, and not made them part one. I think the part one and part two is it's great that they've said, "Hey, we're already going to do a second one. We're committing to this." So you get three full movies. Uh, but I just hate the naming convention myself. So yeah, I guess we'll just have to kind of wait and see what it looks like on like uh, physical media and marketing materials, yeah. right? You know, we're seeing the terminology part one in the trailers, but um, you know, what's the poster gonna say, right? Yeah. You know, what's the social media graphic gonna say compared to what's the poster in the movie theater going to say, right? So as long as it's never like ingrained like on a stamp when they like print the Blu-ray, right? You know, I feel like they still have the ability mm -hmm. to change the name. And, and, you know, even if they don't, like there's some movies out there that had plenty of exposure and they ended up like changing their names, you yeah. know, when it came to like physical release to, you know, to clear things up. Birds of prey, right? Uh, so uh, yeah. things could still change. But yeah, I agree with you. It does seem kind of weird, like, you know, why are you calling it part one? You know, Across the Spider-Verse is such a cool name. Like, yeah. I feel like that you just have another opportunity to give us another cool name for the third one. Yeah, and, and may maybe it is a different name and then it's like part two on the end and it's fine, it's whatever. But like, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's just a missed opportunity and we don't know what the actual sequel to the sequels date is yet. Like how long are we going to have to wait for part two? Um, is my question. Yeah, that's true be because what was it? 2014, I think when the other spider, when the first spider verse movie came out, 20, or was it 2016? 2018. 2018. Oh, okay. I'm thinking way too far back. Yeah. Well, either way, that's four years. Yes. And like some of these live action movies come out two years. So like, yeah, like I said, the production pipeline takes a, it takes a while to make it, something animated. Especially so this if you, visual quality as well. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think we'll see something faster than uh, four years, yeah. uh, two years. I, I, I think it would be a stretch to see it in 2023. My my guess is 2024. I'm I'm gonna. But you know what? We'll, we'll make. I'll say 2023 because they already had the voice actors and they had the animators working. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's true. I I'll mean, be, I'm not I'll be optimistic. Right? I'm not. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna be mad, right? If, yeah. it, if it if it comes out earlier, but let let's talk Either. about what's in yeah. the trailer because like I feel like classic kind of animation promotion you never really know what you're gonna get yeah. with a trailer for an animated movie sometimes you get the traditional straightforward animation stuff straight straightforward like kind of trailer you know uh, cycle but this we get like a, a clip we start yeah. with a clip and then it, then it kind of segues into like another clip but they're awesome clips right <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so we get the the what we really like about the first one, right, is the the dynamic between Miles and um, uh, Spider Gwen. If you all go Spider whatever mm-hmm. it is, so like I, I really before we, the hexagonal portals are really cool looking. I will give them credit mm-hmm. for that creation. Feels so, very insectoid. Yeah, it, exactly. Uh, kind of like a honeycomb kind of thing. Uh, and mm-hmm. so she shows up and like well, apparently this portal makes stuff in his room float around, including his underwear, which was really really funny. Like. To see this, you know, teenage boy, like, you know, the girl shows up and, mm-hmm. you know, she, she even steals it. Like, he's, like, hiding stuff in his room, like, as as she's there, which is really funny. But it's, mm-hmm. like, it felt so natural. It felt like an extension of the last movie, right? Like, yeah. to me, I didn't feel out of place, like, a jarring. Like, this was, like, I'm, like, this is great. Was this a cut scene from the first one? Like, you know, is, is that what <laughs> it, we're seeing here? Well- yeah, I don't know about you, but it, it took me a, a, a more seconds than I care to admit that to realize the characters were aged up, right? I was like, oh, yeah, everybody here is a little bit older. Yeah. It almost kind of looks like they've aged in real time because yeah. was Miles like a freshman in high school? I don't I don't remember exactly. He was definitely like a teenager, right? Yeah. So yeah. let's say he, if he was like 14, you know, if he aged in real time, he'd probably be about like 18. But kind of looks like he says he's grounded, right? So right. I'm guessing maybe like I, 17, something like that. I would say probably maybe like two years have probably passed in that world. Two to three. Mm-hmm. I, uh, he definitely uh, hit puberty. That's what I'm trying to yeah, say. He yeah. definitely grew. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he he's grown up a little bit. He he's a little little bigger. You know, Gwen looks about the same a little bit. Uh, maybe her hair's grown back a little bit since the last haircut. Uh, she she got in that one, and then um, it, it jumps into now. This is where I, I wanted to get you. So this looks like real footage from the movie. Totally hundred percent think this is from the movie. Mm-hmm. So he gets it. it I don't think this is directly related. He looks like he's going on a dimension hopping journey. And the first place he goes to reminds me literally of uh, the Jetsons, the literally the year 2099 in Marvel, Marvel 2099. <laughs> there's huge skyscrapers. There's bridges of cars going across all of them, right? Very futuristic, very uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, not Metroplex, but I'm thinking of like, like cyber kind of future-ish. Kind of feels like, uh, kind of feels like fifth element. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But to me, the art style changed for this next scene compared to the first one. It f- oh yeah, it's like totally like flat, like two D animation. It, it's kind of like that when you're watching Inside Out and they go through that shortcut and they're yeah. changing different art styles through as the as so, they progress. So is this a choice? Because you know when the Spider People came to Miles Universe, they kept their original universe art style, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But if he's in this and he has a very different flat art style, is this a proof of concept thing or is this actual footage as well? Because it felt like the second half was not nearly as polished as the first half. 
to me. Well, I mean, if if anybody has a credibility with doing any portion of a movie in 2D in a, in like a feature format, it's going to yeah. be like the Spider-Verse team, right? Yeah. Like no producer is going to push back on them when it comes to like understanding what looks good artistically in animation on the big screen, which is great. But uh, one thing to note that I'm sure if you uh, Google this trailer, like secrets, Easter eggs, I'm sure there's a ton of thumbnails that have like the circle and red arrow pointing to the bit of technology that's on uh, Spider-Man 2099's yes. so, uh, wrist. So I, I think that like the the short segment that we're seeing here, I, I don't think we're going to be there too long because the scene we see Miles swinging around, and he gets he gets freaking t-boned by this huge like beefy like upside down triangle shaped uh, Spider-Man. Right? Yeah. He gets t-boned. They're going at it. Right? So I feel like you know this uh, keypad on his wrist keeps getting pressed and they're like warping like in and out of different dimensions. And we're seeing a brief moment here where they're kind of in more of a flatly rendered uh, sec segment. And then we'll probably pop yeah. back into like 3d after like some tussling. Right. Well, and I only asked that because like I said, the other spider people like spider ham and Spider-Man noir and the cyber, but mm -hmm. they, they kept their unique universe art style and you know, miles lost his and even Spider-Man 29 in this. So I, I just want to know, you know, is this just, you know, will this how be how it is? It's fine. I, I'm not knocking it either way. I'm just curious at the, at the end of the day, really. Because, mm. you know, we, we didn't talk about this, but Miles is literally getting chased by Spider-Man 2099, who we saw at the post credit scene in the first end of the Spider-Verse. Uh, voiced by, um, I put his name here. I'm actually looking at some of the clips right now. Oscar Isaac, uh, who's, you know, Moon Knight, you know, Poe Dameron, whatever, is voicing Spider-Man 2099 will return for this film. And Spider-Man 2099 is not usually a hostile character and it looks like he's literally hunting and throwing and fighting miles through these universes. Doesn't it? Like it's very, yeah, aggressive. I feel like there's a, yeah, I feel like there's going to, there's like a bit of a disagreement, right? Cause yeah. it doesn't look like they're literally punching each other so much as like just trying to subdue, get under control. So yeah. they didn't. And also the post credit scene with the first Spider-Verse movie where we got to see uh, a little bit of a tease of 2099. Nothing's really seemed too hostile there as well. Yeah. Uh, but everything here just looks, it looks so great. It looks so awesome. The, the energy here uh, after watching the first Spider-Verse movie, I went on Twitter and I hunted down a bunch of the animators on the film and I followed a bunch of them and they're already kind of like posting like breakdowns just from this trailer. So the segment where like miles kind of enters like this 2d plane all the way to the end, like five different animators like touched on those different parts. So almost like every time you see like a camera wipe, it's like kind of wiping to like a different animator and it just goes, goes to show you like how professional that team is right it just looks like it's all one scene kind of created by uh, one person so this is almost kind of like taking like the pixar mentality i have like and cranking it up to 11 where it's just like even if like a pixar movie isn't like your taste or you don't really like it you know you're gonna have amazing beautiful animation and I, but I have nothing but high expectations for this oh, yeah. movie. I think the story will be great. Uh, you know, all of the actors returning are great. Um, do you think we're going to see like Nicolas Cage return or any of our other so, uh, uh, characters we learned, uh, learn about in the first film? Uh, possibly. I did see uh, one of the articles say that this will be a different team of spider people um, uh, from, mm -hmm. from different, which makes sense because they're literally hundreds of, of different yeah. Spider-Man well, variations we out do, there. We, we do know, it has been confirmed like a long time ago that we're supposed to be seeing that Japanese Spider-Man from the live-action uh, yeah. Japanese uh, show, which was 
was that seventies, eighties? I don't remember I exactly 80s, yeah. when that was. And he has like a Zord style mech. So uh, yeah, I wonder. Every time I think of like Spider Verse, right, in any form, live action or not, I always think of that nineties uh, Spider Man cartoon where there mm-hmm. is like a whole like freaking Spider Verse like episode arc. I don't even. I, yeah. It's at least two episodes, if not more. And I always remember there's like this armored spider, which I always thought was really cool. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would love to see that character pop up. Yeah, yeah, I, I think there's a, a lot of opportunities to, to show it because I, I read the the Spider Verse uh, comic series a couple years ago. You know, five uh, between five and ten years ago, I don't remember when it came out, and it had a lot of different ones like you really wouldn't think about uh, kind of in there. So it's it was definitely really fun to take a look at. That. Now I, I didn't am looking up here. Um, it does have uh, we talked about this uh, Issa Rae uh, being uh, Jessica Drew Spider Woman in this movie as well. Uh, and then also, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yep. And then, like you said, the, uh, Takuya Yamashiro Spider-Man from the, the 78 series will appear. So I, I expect a bunch more, uh, of course the other ones will come up. What was it? Um, um, the Spider-Ham voice actor, um, the, the, the comedian. Oh, uh, yeah. Why can't I think of his name? Yeah. He's, well, he's John been Mulaney. in and out of rehab and John Mulaney. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. He, he, uh, well, I, I think, yeah, I, I would have watched a whole animated series based on his, like, character he, well he they were flo- they were floating that around as an idea yeah. i mean he got like a, a couple shorts i think out of it at yeah. least right yeah and then also uh, uh just on the wikipedia page take this for what you will it's not cited but part two is expected to be released in 2023 and a female focused spinoff film is also in development so um, all right i I am down literally from anything from this team. Yes. They have uh, proven that they can make some really cool stuff. So I'm here for it. Yes, this is great. This was a really, really lovely weekend surprise uh, from Sony mm-hmm. and, and to, to look into it. And this film is coming out October 7th of 2022. And Sony has another book date of October 6th, 2023. So that might be when the date is for the next one. So um, I love it. I love it. This was really, really great. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and make our segue into the next one. Did you remember that um, Spider Gwen, uh, Gwen Stacy, is voiced by Haley Steinfeld of Hawkeye fame? I didn't. <laughs> yes. So uh, Spider Gwen is a Haley Steinfeld who is in Hawkeye. So we're going to jump into our Hawkeye discussion as we hit episode three last week. So um, she does a great job in that voice acting and this TV show. I will give her that. Like mm-hmm. she became uh, the most uh, number one IMDb actress after uh, after this week's episode. Yeah, I I saw that. But one thing that was uh, surprising, uh, I've talked about her other show before, Dickinson. That's an op- Apple TV. Yeah. Dickinson usually premieres new seasons like at the beginning of the year, like January, kind of like February in that range. Uh, the the latest season just dropped like. I think at the beginning of like November or something. And I had no idea. I didn't even see a marketing push for it. So if you really want to watch a lot, a, a lot of Haley Stein Steinfeld stuff right now, there's a wealth of it out there. Right. You know, even Bumblebee, she is, uh, yep, she's out there right now. Well, she, uh, I remember her first, um, her first role was true grit, uh, back. It was a, 2000 or 2010 or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I saw her first. And then, you know, she's been, she does singing and stuff like that. So she's really, um, a young actress kind of taking the world by storm. So that's really, really, you know, good for her. And I, I think she's doing a great job. I, this episode again, full spoilers for episode three of Hawkeye. If you not watched that, pause this, go listen to it. Um, the Imagine Dragons conversation. Like I felt that in this, like she's like, at least you don't have to go watch Imagine Dragons. Like I like Imagine Dragons. I like Imagine Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> so she was, yeah, you know, I, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think this is just a, a, a good a good point to say. You know, I was a little kind of on the fence about those like first two episodes, waiting to see where this goes. And this episode really sold it for mm-hmm. me. And it wasn't even the kind of like the 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 oneer scene in the car, right? You know, yeah. we got a preview of that on like Disney Plus Day, so which, I was kind of expecting that. Which is even sad. though they did manipulate. They manipulated it a little bit, though, yeah. in that first one. So we got a lot more of it. That chase was a lot more. But overall, I, I loved I, I loved this episode. I yeah. loved the kind of the cold open where we got to see, you know, Echo's background. I, you know, I like the banter at the beginning of the episode. I'm so glad you put it here in the show notes because I totally forgot about it, surprisingly. But the Pym arrow was like hilarious. Uh, I wasn't oh, yeah. expecting it. So, and um, the only downside was it like, I don't know if this is a trend, but like kind of a, a they kind of, I feel like the episode ended very abruptly, right? Because usually yeah. you're kind of like culminate up to something at the very end of the episode. And then you leave us on a cliffhanger. But then it's just like we're left kind of with yeah. the soon to be stepdad and, and the house. And I was just it, like, all it, right, I'm not too concerned about well, Hawkeye dealing with his own sword. Well, <laughs> it, it, we, we have her dad who is... Um, Jack Duquesne, who is the character swords master in the comic, he's always got the swords, but he's got his Ronin sword up against his neck. So I, I, I think the ending is, is really good because it's we don't know where it's going to go next, which is interesting. But I think this one really paid off. I, I wish the car scene had not been spoiled on Disney Plus Day, if I'm going to be honest with you, because that was a, it's a magical shot. I know there's a lot of camera work. It's not all done in one take. But, like, mm-hmm. that was fantastic to watch it literally just rotate in a clockwise circle around the car from the action to the dialogue to the action back and forth. And that was, you know, some really cool stuff to see the dynamic of, again, Hawkeye and, uh, uh, you know, I guess Kate Bishop, little Hawkeye, uh, do that and then, you know, break away from the, the, the tracksuit bros. Uh, Echo, um, I, I do have to, to step back to last week. I was incorrect. The song Echo was listening to at the end of episode two it's called Christmas Island by um, I'm gonna I always get this wrong. Is it Depeche Mode? Is that how you pronounce it? I think it's De- yeah Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. So that's their song Christmas Island, and then we had another Christmas song this in this episode. So I think we're gonna have a a little uh, you know every episode's gonna we've, end with a Christmas. We've song. reached the we've reached the pattern. Yeah. Uh, uh, two two things about the car chase since yeah the, a majority of this episode was that uh, intense car chase. Uh, I don't know who signed off on the on the special effects team of that uh, goo arrow, but that goo was the most unconvincing goo I the, think I've seen since maybe one. like early 2000s. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't know if they left off a filter in the edit or something. It just it looked so out of place and weird and bizarre and almost like cartoony to an extent it kind of it took me out of the scene for a minute which is not what you want a special effect to do but you know i let it slide because it's just a one brief moment Mm -hmm. but then i also had a question for you i don't i don't know if you even remember it or um or even clocked what happened but you know they're driving through the city and hawkeye uh, tells Kate Bishop to shoot down the uh, stoplights. Yes. So she shoots them with uh, precise, accurate shots, and they land on the ground. But I don't know what was supposed to happen. What did those stoplights do? I like it, they didn't. I was expecting them to like land on a car or somebody like to run over them, but like they just drove around them. I was so, like, why did she shoot down those stoplights? That didn't make any sense. So we've actually talked about this because I think that's to me that was the most unrealistic thing of the episode. Is like literally. Um, 
shooting down stop by stopping traffic in New York whenever there really wasn't any traffic. In oh, New York. that's what it was supposed yeah, to. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was supposed to be. They were kind of like because, being heroic and like directing traffic. Well, like that, and they, they they caused the other cars to kind of, like, kind of stop so they could drive through the intersection. Uh, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I, I I get the idea creatively, but yeah. I don't think the execution worked out it's, as well as they thought it was going to. Yeah, it's. I mean, short of shooting someone directly with a gas air or an acid arrow. Um, that's about the best they could do with with Astros. But I love the arrow. That's what we want. Hawkeye has fucking gimmicky arrows, right? Like a bag of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've only seen like a couple of them here and there. So it was really cool to see some of these like really, really super gimmicky arrows like get get into play mm-hmm. here. Like the like the gum, the bubblegum, the one that like attached all the Christmas trees to the car, the front of that one car. Like it like sprung out and attached to everything like a web kind of arrow. Uh, yeah. 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 And then she was like, what does this arrow do? And it's just like literally a suction cup arrow, uh, that, mm-hmm. that he swings from later. So it was really cool to see him go through the arrows and stuff like that. Um, and, and the, uh, the scene where, uh, afterwards where he, he's had his hearing aid knocked out. Right. So we get in this one, uh-huh. he's like, are you wearing hearing aids? He's like, yes, here's the explosions. Uh, it's knocked out. Echo says you rely too much on technology, and then he, he's so they're talking about. He's she's like we should walk the dog, and then he's like you know you are like the like he, he can't hear, her, so he's like you're the best, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And then he's like we should also walk the dog. Um, so they played with sound really really well in this, like between you know not hearing stuff and things. There was a really I think one of the more emotional scenes was when his son called him and he couldn't hear anything, so oh. she had to like mm-hmm. you know relay that to him. It was a really like you know. A, a human moment in this in this series for, yeah. for the character. And that's that and that's so important, right? Because, you know, in the MCU we talk about all of these like big obstacles, right? And, you know, thinking about half of the universe disappearing and comparing it to just one person trying to get home from Christmas, you really try to think, well, how do you ground this and how do you make the audience care? And you just put in this like sweet moment where like he can't hear his son but luckily Kate is there, understands how important this is, especially yeah. since she's been like a goofball, like the whole episode, right? Just yeah. been like cocky and aloof, but, you know, trying to impress him. And then she finally gets this moment where she can really step up and she's writing this stuff down on paper. And like, those are the moments that really matter. And I think that's why I really connected to this episode because it was like emotionally oh. connecting, right? It starts off with this kind of like very dark origin of Echo. And was that her father or her uncle i didn't so, quite catch uh, who that was at the beginning i believe that's a, a father or a father figure of, of hers with the, with the ponytail yeah. um who was yeah. killed by ronan however ronan never took his mask off so i think there's going to be some more reveals there that we find out later yeah um, but that actor is great he yeah. is in a uh, taika watiti's fx show uh reservation dogs yeah. he's a regular character in that show so go watch that if you want more of that well, guy oh, reservation dogs a, a much funnier yeah. role for him than him like brutally dying to ronan in like yeah. a uh, in like but, a, a body shop right however you do bring up a good point he says i need to go do some work with uncle we see a very large man in a black suit with a very white hand. And I'm pretty sure 90% sure this, this is, this is Kingpin Mike. That's our King. Really? I, I feel like they're just alluding to this kind of like crime family that they've kind of been pivoting and talking about in, in the show. I I didn't really get Kingpin vibes off of that. I I think the laugh is Vincent D'Onofrio. I think the uncle literally is the, uh, the 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 
King. Now, if they if they pull the rug out from under me, I gladly take it. I'm not one of the. Is it Mephisto? I'm not one of those people. Yeah, not, yeah. I I don't care. I will gladly take it. But you know, there's an opportunity here because Echo and 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 Kingpin have a history in the comic books. If they're gonna bring Vincent D'Onofrio into the MCU, this is how you do it right here. It's like a you know, a, like a very very subtle character. Uh, I could see them also revealing that in the same, you know, uh, at, at the end of the episode, like or the series, and like, okay, well, here here's a the variant version of Kingpin or whatever they're gonna say it is. So mm-hmm. um, I I don't know. There's there's a lot of opportunities here, but yeah, I think I think I think Uncle is Kingpin. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm hundred percent wrong. Totally totally just winging it here on that, but. Uh, um, I did not know this actually. The actress um, Alakwa, I'm probably I don't know Alakwa Cox. I don't know how to pronounce her first name very well. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually an amputee herself. Not, that's not from the comic book character. Oh wow! Okay, uh, so that is actually her personal, and they they brought that into the character as well. So, um, uh, and, that's great. And her powers, uh, Echo. When you say Echo, you think it's like Echo location. She's mm-hmm. essentially a, 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 a lighter version of Taskmaster. She can watch kind of like things and, and replicate. She echoes that person by watching them. That so that's where that, that point where her dad was like, you know, just watch and, and do what he does kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I was like, oh, yeah, it clicks now. That's what she's doing. Uh, even though we don't see her do any of that yet. Um, but I, I, there's some opportunities down the road for that to, to kind of come along as well. Uh, now, you mentioned the Pym era, right? Did we did we talk about how cool mm-hmm. the Pym era was? Like, <laughs> no, man. When, when I saw him bust out that arrow and then and the Pym kind of like inscribing was on it, I was like, oh shit! I wasn't sure what was gonna happen, but the huge yeah. arrow coming down, I was like, hell yeah! This is what I want to. This is what I want to see in these shows. I want to see them go big and like really go at it like that. Yeah, I agree, and I think one of the other things here is like they're they're being really um they're not saying like oh uh you know you're you're good but you're not hawkeye level good to kate like she's very competent because she trained forever she knows what she's doing like he was like okay shoot that car shoot straight up and hit that car coming at us kind of thing right like mm-hmm. and she just can do it rather than like oh my god you missed your or you don't believe in yourself i hate when they kind of go down that route like like just do it get on with it because we want to see what the arrows are going to do i want to see all the cool stuff mm-hmm. along the way um with that so um yeah, I was trying to think what else this episode had. Um, well, we basically had the like opening fight scene in the warehouse, yep. which was pretty cool. Uh, we yep. we had the car chase, and then right after the car chase, things kind of slowed down. Yeah, we they, had that very sentimental conversation over the phone, and they, he, he got his the, hearing uh, aid fixed. Yeah, and then the little kind of like. Um, uh, little ending scene where uh, yeah. soon to be stepdad is in the house. I, I have a feeling everything's just kind of kind of blow over after that scene. Yeah, you know, she's like, "Oh no, no, don't! This is my this is my friend Clinton Barton." And he's like, "Oh hi, Clinton!" Oh, nice. And then he's gonna yeah. be like, "Oh nice sword, where'd you get that?" You know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think I think that'll be it. Um, I don't. We're at the halfway point for the season, which feels weird to say because uh, it's only mm-hmm. been two weeks, but we got two episodes, so. Uh, you know, usually, you know, this Mike TV shows the halfway points. Usually, you're at a high or a low mark, right, for the for the show. So, mm-hmm. um, I think something's got to happen next episode to really set us off on our final journey here. Like, I don't think we can have any more like ambiguity of like who's mm-hmm. bad and who's good. I think they need to like start solidifying who it is so they don't yeah. try to rush it later. And also, and also, like 
is Florence Pugh showing up yeah. in any real uh, ass? Any mm-hmm. like like I'm not under any assumption that necessarily Hawkeye is kind of riding off into the sunset after this show. You know, he could still very much be within the MCU. It seems like Jeremy Renner does not mind that he still gets to be this character. So uh, Florence Pugh and Hawkeye could uh, clash either in a different season or a different show or a different movie. But uh, yeah, like, is what is she gonna like show up in like the very last scene of the last episode? Like, oh. It's it's my turn now. I'm about to mix things up. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, I, I yeah, I want to see where she is. I don't think they'll kill Hawkeye either. Um, I feel. Oh no, he's got a family. They yeah. can't kill him. Like, he's like, got a family. Like his family all died, and he lived, and then like okay, his family lived, and he's gonna. Die. I don't think they'll do that at all. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I think he'll make it out of this unscathed. But I'm interested to see the journey to get home in time for Christmas along the way. So he, he's got that ticking clock. I'm I'm enjoying the show, Mike. Like we said every week, I think. It goes by so fast because it's just so much fun watching this this little ground level journey, right? Like the the world's not ending, you know. Uh, this isn't Netflix where there's dragons under New York. Um, it's it's <laughs> not Loki where you know the the time streams are you know in trouble. This is very just kind of down down to earth, down to level. Hawkeye just needs to get a suit back, wrap up some loose ends, and get out of here. So um, I'm I'm loving it. Looking forward. We are just a couple days away from the next one and that's that's always that's the best part about wednesdays we're right around the corner from them so all right well let's wrap this baby up with a little bow send it on its way mike if people know what you're up to what you're doing where can they find you at Oh, they can find me at mike royer design on instagram twitter and tiktok and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com chris if people want to catch up with you where can they find you you can find me on instagram valdan87 or uh, Twitter Valdan V A L D A N. That's also my Xbox gamer tag. Where I'm going to be playing Halo all week. You know it. Uh, if people know more about the <laughs> show, what we're doing uh, to Mac in next week, the last week before our Spider-Man review uh, next week. So um, you know, come join us for whatever news we can scrape up this week. Uh, do let uh, <laughs> let them know where it's at. Oh, all you got to do is visit superheroslate.com. That is the best place. You can find our awesome show notes. So if you want to see any of these uh, things that we talked about this week or just have a nice little itemized list of history, right? What happened this week in the history of Superhero Slate mm-hmm. TV, movies, and superheroes? Go check out our show notes for this episode. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store we love hearing from you of course uh so reach out and let us know what you think is going to be popping up in the next spider-verse movie what spider person are you most looking forward to uh i want to know chris wants to know let us know and if you want to be a super fan of the show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and make sure you have a safe and happy holidays by going to get that booster shot because we want all of our, our listeners to be safe and healthy. And we'll be here every week, folks. That's right. We will see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.